All right, we are back with the Vessel Podcast, where we discuss the highs and sometimes lows of getting to know God. I am your host, Lee Ann, and yeah, we got two very, very special returning guests, friends of the show, uh, my parents, so the one, the only, uh, my daddy, and my mama. So yeah, let's give them a um, you know a round of applause here. I think, oh, nope, nope, wrong one. Hold on. Oh, that ain't it either. I got to figure out how to work this. Nope. It's the yellow. Okay. <laughs> That's just got me up. Okay. All right. So welcome back, you guys, and thank you for joining me. Um, they have no script. I didn't give them a outline. We just going straight from the dome. Going to get to know them a little bit better. Um, you know, you may remember their voices from my mom on season one on the dear, uh, dear mama episode. Great content. Let me just say that. And then my dad was on season one, um, on the episode about love. And then on season two, um, I can't remember what we talked about, but it was good. Um, so he is a returning guest as well. So I'm here with both of them today, so you are in for a real treat. We're going to ask a few little questions just to kind of, you know, tear back the layer a little bit, and then we're going to get deep toward the end, okay? All right, so my first question, though, so so for the listeners who are out there on the edge of their seats and they want to know more about you, let's start with something easy. How did y'all meet? Well, <clears throat> I guess I'll take a stab at it first. Okay. Okay, so it was... Um, in Holly Springs, Mississippi. Shout out to Holly. Um, my first um, job actually was in Holly Springs, Mississippi, and I was a little Delta boy in the flatlands of Mississippi traveling to the hills of Holly Springs. And my office was on the on the courtyard courthouse square, and so was George's. Mm-hmm. at the time and it was my habit to go to the post office each and every day it was just right around the the corner from my from my from her office really mm-hmm. and so one particular day I actually had the opportunity to see her coming out of or going into her office I guess mm-hmm. and I kind of started looking forward to going to the post office because I wanted to kind of find out who that person was okay and so happened to go a few times and uh, really didn't get a chance to talk to her in that uh, environment. But I had a friend whose name was Kent. And uh, at the time, his uh, fiance was, was Edna. And I asked about this person I saw on the square. And they said, oh, yeah, we know who that is. That's That's Georgia. And so Kent and... And Edna kind of told me who she was, and we had an opportunity to maybe go to a, um, an activity or two. And later on, uh, we were at the Holly Springs racetrack. I was a big uh, racetrack enthusiast, and Georgia and some of her friends came to the racetrack that Sunday afternoon. And some of the friends wanted to ride on the motorcycles. I had several friends down there with me, and so... Georgia actually got on the motorcycle with me. Okay. And some girl. of the other uh, young ladies got on the motorcycles with some of my other friends. And we rode into town uh, around the square, and it started to rain on our return uh, 
to the track, and she wasn't too fond of the rain and getting wet. Mm-hmm. And um, so we got back to the track, and my luck would have it that later on, Kent and Edna was to get married, and they asked me, Kent asked me to be his best man. And, of course, uh, Georgia was there in support of her friend Edna and Kitty was the maid of honor. Mm-hmm. And so the two of us were standing up there. It was, it was a house wedding. And the preacher got ready to, to marry our friends. But he turned to Kitty and I <laughs> and looking at us as though he was marrying the two of us. Oh, man. And so we, we finally got that straightened out. But, um, but after that event, we started to kind of have a few dates Um Okay. Holly Springs had a couple of nice little uh, nightclubs at the time. Oh, um, little juke joints. What was it? Uh, Club Octagon. Oh. And it had a skating ring. I couldn't skate a lick. Okay. And Georgia could skate pretty well. Oh. And so we would have our times out at the skating ring. And then, lo and behold, later, uh, maybe a year and a half, mm-hmm. maybe, not not quite two years, we decided to uh, to get married. Oh. And so the rest is history. 37 years later, wow. here we are. Wow. Let's give it up. That's beautiful. What a love story. Well, Mom, do you have anything you want to add? Clear up? Clarify? Um, as he was saying, everything's true that we did. Um. Finally, mm-hmm. we actually got to, you know, go out on some dates. And hey, when we when I rode on that motorcycle in the rain, I knew I had to marry him. Oh, that's sweet. You know, a lot of folk, a lot of young ladies don't want to get their hair wet, but hey, you do anything for love. I guess. Crazy in love. Crazy in love. Wow. That is correct. Cue you know, the Beyonce. Rest is history. We still hanging in there. That's beautiful. Um, <clears throat> so that's that is um, that's really cool. That's a nice story um, of love. Now, <clears throat> Ma, I know you come from a pretty large family, um, one of nine. So under you, you have two younger brothers, and then an uh, older brother who is now deceased. But you know, rest in peace. Um, with that many male influences in your life, did they have any effect on your relationship as you guys were courting? Um, did your brothers like your they mate? Did. They actually, they actually um, were very good friends that I know of. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, my older brother, who is deceased, him and Larry, um, we went on a trip together couple of times, and uh, my two younger brothers, they was great with him, so, yeah. What about your father? Dad was, he was okay with him, you know, having five other girls older than I am, and then I being the youngest and the last one to lead the nest, so he he was okay. Oh, that's good. Well, that's, that. you don't always hear that. Especially with that many males um, that already protect you and you've grown up with and been raised by. So kudos to you, Dad, for making the, um, you know, 
made the cut. You made the cut. That's good. All right. So, <clears throat> so now that we know a little bit more about you guys and uh, and all of that, you know, the babies came and I came and moved on to Starkville, and that's where we started our life as a family. So, beautiful story. All right, let's get to some some nitty gritty. All right. So now that we know. A little bit about you guys. Uh, let's talk, you know, the basis of my podcast or this podcast is just talking about our faith journeys, um, the good, the bad, the ugly, how we, you know, what, whatever our relationship with God is and how he can sometimes fluctuate. <laughs> uh, so let's talk a little bit about this. So I have a question I'm going to pose to both of you. Um, so <clears throat> based on what you know about God. I'm sure that you probably had an introduction to God growing up, either by your parents, you know, school. I'm sure back then was talking about God in schools. So, based on what you were taught about God, do you still believe that today? Well, this uh, let me let me let me go back just a little ways. Um, when I was growing up, um, you know, it was just our parents' duty mm-hmm. to make sure we were in church, uh, doing the things we were supposed to do. And so we started hearing about God at a very early age. And and I must say, uh, being from a family of four, um, I got a chance to hear it from siblings as well as, you know, parents, It particularly, you know, my mother. And... I think that a lot of what we started out hearing mm-hmm. uh, later in life, you you have to you have to get an understanding of God for yourself, mm. uh, because you know in, in the I, I'm a, I'm a, we're a Baptist, and in the Baptist church, you know a lot of times we do things because of tradition. Oh, now you're talking. And um, and as I as I think back uh, on them early years, you know we were. We were pretty much going through the motion. I mean, it, you didn't have a choice. You had to do that. But then, you know, I, I probably was a late bloomer. and uh, But I finally got to a point where I started realizing that, um, you know, God is, is, is somebody that you want to have a relationship with. Mm-hmm. You want to get to know. Because I am a firm believer that I, I moved about two times in my life. As we talked about earlier, moving from the Mississippi Delta to Holly Springs, I didn't even know a single person in Holly Springs when I went. So I, I knew that God had to order those 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 actions and and that's those moves. And then after getting a family, you know, when it when you're by yourself, it's kind of easy to to make a decision to do something. But then when I moved to Starville, there were four three other people that was involved in that move. And you just had to pray to God that, um, you know, he was going to put the right people in your path and uh, introduce you to the right folks. Cause we didn't know anybody in Starville other than people I worked with. But, um, this thing, God, it's, um, I like to say it's something serious, mm-hmm. but everybody, each individual has to get their own relationship and understanding of God and, and who he is. Amen. And no, mine is, you know, we grew up in a, a Methodist church, and um, but we still had to go in what y'all call the morning bank. 
And after you get off the moaning bench, you have... Tell us what the moaning bench is, uh, for those is, that don't know. It is uh, just being saved, mm-hmm. you know. Um, is it an actual bench? Yeah, they put us on the front, front bench. Front bench. Okay, and all right. You, your deacons come around and, you know, say some scriptures of the Bible and... Sing, uh, sing in front of you and pray and pray till you just, you know, the spirit hits you, and um, you do that, you know, whenever the spirit hits you. If it don't hit you that week, you come back the next week. Oh wow! Yeah, so <laughs> it was, it was intense. But I said that because uh, they make you say, "Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy," but you say it. But I promise you, you don't know what it means until you get out in the world. Amen. I'm looking to test uh, it. Have children, go to work. You know, you, you know what that means now. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, uh, we was all brought up in there and got saved. So we ended up going to a Baptist church to get baptized. So it's knowing Jesus, it, it helped me because when... We moved to Starville, and that was my first time ever moving. And I had two kids to move with me, and leaving my family, I'm the only one left. Um, it wasn't but two hours away, but still leaving my family, my mom and dad, and all my siblings still there. It was tough, and I just had to say, Lord, help me. How what, long did you cry when you moved? It was quite a, probably a year. Wow. That's a lot of tears. That's a lot of tears. But, you know, when I was missed and praying to Jesus to help me give me strength, and I did it. And found out long, about two or three years later, it was the best move. So, That's good. Look at it. May not make sense right then, but later on it'll exactly. it'll click. Yeah. In due time. That's That's nice. That's cool. And what I heard from you both... Is it being God being introduced by your family and just and kind of just out of necessity, just out of way of life? Because back when you all were growing up, uh, it was a way of life. It was there was I, I can't I won't generalize it all, but for the most part in the in the black community in the black church, it was a staple. It was just kind of one of those things you just did with no question, with no choice. And you know I can appreciate that. Um, you know, as, as, as a person that came up in a different generation, I can appreciate that, but I do know that my experience probably was much different from y'all's. Um, I feel like, I feel like I still had a choice, although we all went, we went to church, you know, I didn't feel like I was forced by any means, but, um, I feel like it's some, you know, I still had somewhat of a choice if I, if I decided that church wasn't for me, I feel like y'all would have supported or at least wanted to understand why. Um, and um, But that wasn't the case. We we did what we needed to do. And it, my introduction to church stuck. I, I went along with it. And, it you know, it took a minute to understand. Um, but it wasn't anything that I feel like I, I regretted doing. So, um, so, yeah. So, cool. All right. All right. So, let's move on. <clears throat> let's talk about um, one of the things that I uh, – I asked 
a lot of my guests, and I think I've asked y'all both this before, and, and we kind of already covered it, but it's about do you own your faith? So that's a staple question, and we've kind of talked a little bit about that. But let's go a little deeper. If God was to physically, in human form, so that's, you know, Jesus is God in human form, but if, if God were to come right now and sit at this table, put on some headphones, grab a mic, and have a conversation with us, if y'all had an opportunity to ask God some questions, what do you think you would a- you would ask and why? It's deep, ain't it? Yeah, that's a pretty uh, thought-provoking question. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if, if God was sitting here at the table, based on my growing up, based on what I understand now, I think one of the questions I might ask is this. Um, you know, the Ten Commandments were put before us to be our way uh, on this spiritual journey. And it helps us to understand the things that we're not to do. But I think I would ask ask God, you know, why did he allow Satan to be so uh, demanding and so easy to to uh, come into the picture? Because, you know, a lot of times, you know, we say, you know, uh, my gut tells me something, or you have second thoughts about something. Well, I say that, you know, it's, it's, it's your conscience and it's God talking to you to say, keep those Ten Commandments in mind. And you'll and when you do what God wants you to do, you know, Satan will get in the background. So my question to God would be, you know, why did he put Satan in the mix uh, against, not against, but with his people? In other words, you know, I know on this spiritual journey is our decision to do right and wrong. Free, free will. Free will. And I know that God is the creator of all things. Mm-hmm. And that for a long time puzzled me. You know, I know, you know, God uh, died for our sins. Mm-hmm. But why do we keep sinning is the question. So I guess that would be my, okay. my posed question. You got one? That's it? All right, I'm going to ask mine. So I <clears throat> I think that question changes often for me, but um, one of the things that I struggle with, with understanding is if no one is capable of being perfect, there is no perfect person. No matter how hard we try, we still have imperfections. We're human, right? So... It doesn't matter how many times I've attended church, how many revivals, how many times I've gone back to the morning bench. None of that. Like, as hard as I try, my heart is in the right place. I am incapable of being perfect. Then, how so do I enter heaven? Okay, you talked about why do we keep sinning? You know, we kind of know that based on biblical wit. At at the um, in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve, you know, based on biblical texts, but um, <clears throat> that was the introduction of sin into our life, and we were born into sin, and that was the whole reason why Jesus died. So it brings me to my follow up: is if Jesus died for our, all of our sins and washed them away, then then again, how do we how do we get to heaven? I feel like I know the I feel like. I've been taught the answer to that. I think I know some some context and some scripture that I can back that up. But it does not help, you know, my curiosity. 
Yeah, and I, I understand that. So that's one question. The next one would be, um, we talk about levels of sin and things like that. And, you know, you talked about the Ten Commandments and things like that. But, you know, what was really meant by, uh, I think it was Paul in First Corinthians when he talked about love being the greatest commandment of, of all, no matter what, you know, through hope. Um, what was it? Uh, hope. It's, I can't think of faith, faith, hope, and love. And of those three, love is the greatest commandment. Love your neighbor as I first loved you. And that's really hard to do. You, it's hard to love somebody like Jesus loved you. That's unconditional. Right. So then, so, so my question then is, you know, how, how do we keep that commandment? Um, how do we keep that first, I guess? How do we exhibit that? And is that all that you're asking of us? Is that if, if, if God, if, if, if I love, if I lead with love, if I love my neighbor as you have first loved us, have I gained my ticket to heaven? That's probably a good question to ask. However, um, we know that this, this journey, this spiritual journey that we're on, it's, um, nobody said it would be easy. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, you hear people say sometimes practice make perfect, but you've already indicated in the spiritual context there is no perfect uh, human. Mm-hmm. But I think the more we exercise um, in doing the right thing, mm-hmm. the better we become. Now, when we talk about these sins and we ask the good Lord to forgive us for all of our sins, mm-hmm. I, I think... Uh, one of the things that hit me sometimes is if you continue to do the same sin over and over and ask for forgiveness, is that, is that okay? Mm-hmm. Well, your question about, you know, your ticket to heaven, I, I think we all fall short of doing all the things that we should do. But I think when you do, when you do things maybe un, unknowingly that you're doing something wrong, mm-hmm and you discover that it was wrong, and you ask for forgiveness. I think that's that's one way you can um, you can keep your your I guess record good uh, with the Lord. But but think about this in, in, in something you said just a minute ago. You know, loving your neighbor as you know as God love us. You know, He gave His only begotten Son, mm-hmm. and I think about I, I only have one son. And if, if, if it came to a situation and the question was asked, would you give your son for this situation, I'm saying, that'd be a hard, hard thing to do. But then when you think about God gave his only begotten son so that we may have everlasting life. Eternal life, yeah. Eternal life. That's, that's a question that, you know, I, I hope I'm never put in that situation that, you know, you have to give one for the other. But I think it helps me to understand how, important it is uh, to try to use this thing we call the Bible. Mm-hmm. And uh, those are your basic instructions before leaving this earth. Mm-hmm. When you think about the Bible, it, it paints a picture for you to live your life uh, so that you might get that ticket into heaven. And just, you know, just, just food for thought. Got anything to add? Hmm. Yeah, that definitely is something to consider. 
I just I, I and I constantly like I think about those type of things and that makes me dig deeper, ask those tough questions to God. You know, although he's not we don't we don't see him in human form here. You know, God is always with us. And so I have those conversations through prayer, through meditation, through my devotion time, things like that. Um, when I'm walking in the morning or, you know, working out, I I have those thoughts in my mind because, I you know, it, everybody want to, you know, after they they leave here, they want their spirits to to be at peace. You know, you know, the the, the preacher talk about what heaven will be like. The, the Bible talks a little bit about that. Um, you know, I guess it could be debatable, I suppose. Um, but at the same time in my mind, as I'm, as I'm growing in Christ, you know, I'm, I'm speaking with Christ and whatever, um, whatever God has for me in my eternal life, I'm ready to receive. And that's how I have chose to, um, kind of come at peace with it. Because if I continue to question and question and question, I'm never going to have a, a, a true answer. Or once I get an answer, it's going to lead to another question. So I've chosen to just lean into relationship and that whatever God has for me eternally is for me. And I'm at peace with that. Um, so that's, um, I think that's where you can kind of, you know, rest because with, with the Bible, I've, I've heard, all the arguments with the Bible, you know, is is written by a person, and it's an account of what what happened. It's it's God, it, God breathed life into you know the the words into the Bible. You got the Old Testament with the old way of life, and then the New Testament where there are new rules and and things like that. So for for some, even for the new Christian, it's hard to understand all that. And even for the seasoned saint, you always kind of got to go back. So to save yourself some some sleepless nights just be content in knowing that you are safe in in the will of God and everything else is it, it is what it is um but um but anyway that's that's all that I have there um we are nearing the end of our session um and so we'll we'll wrap up with some final thoughts and my last question we'll keep it brief so we can stay under 30 um, my last question is if you could provide just one piece of advice to a young person who may be struggling in their faith, what is one thing, just whatever comes to your mind, just a piece of advice to encourage them? What would you say? I would say you have tried it your way. Come on. Try God. Come Read on. Your Bible. And just listen to the word. Try God. Come on. You've tried. I like that. You tried it your way. Just try God. And God is okay with that. It, you know, everybody say, you got to go to God first. You got Yeah, okay. But if I didn't. Okay. okay. I didn't. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't. So, and the good thing about God is he'll always be there to catch you. And he'll always meet you where you are. So for a doubtful person, for a non-believer, for, for a believer who doubts Christ and, and how real God is, he will meet you right there where you are. That's a word right there, Ma. All right, Danny, what you got? Well, it's, it's hard I mean, to follow that. I mean, all I can do is really echo uh, what George has said. But one of the things that, that, that um, I would encourage that individual to do is, is not to get caught up and what I like to refer to, of course, is a, is a false prophets. And the only way that you can do that is to dig deep into your Bible. And I think that's what Georgia just said. You know, you tried it your way. 
now try God and to understand trying God means reading your Bible, understanding your Bible, studying uh, the text. And I, I think that will help you to not take it from just take it from what somebody else said. You have an understanding of what this life is all about uh, once you get more familiar with with your Bible. Wonderful. I can't conclude no other way. So I hope that this has been uh, fruitful. This has been uh, encouraging to you. Hope that you've gotten to know a little bit more about my folks and and all of that. Uh, Maybe one day we'll get my my brother on here. Um, I'd love to hear from him about this. Uh, He's been saying he was going to get on here, but I, you know, I'd be a little nervous. We'll get him on there. Shout out to Trey. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully he'll listen. Um, but we'll we'll get him on here. But anyway, that's all that I have for you. Uh, we'll be back. I, well, I'll be back for another episode real soon. But let's uh, let's give it up for my folks. You know, yeah, yeah. The air horn. Yeah. Okay, I'm doing the most. All right, and with that, peace. Thank you for listening to the Vessel Podcast. If you haven't done so already, please check out the YouTube. Just type in the search engine, the Vessel Pod. You should see the podcast pop up. Remember to subscribe and like the videos. You can catch all of our visuals of our episodes that are available there. Also, check out the website, www.thevesselpod.com, when you have a little free time to catch up on old episodes. So with all of that, be blessed. Peace.